And so if you go after the vote, you actually probably hurt Republicans. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually actually very interesting. Those types of Republicans voting Trump out, voting for Biden, and then it's still Republican down the ballot. And that's why you still see a lot of House seats changing, because there's a lot of increased Republican voting in a lot of places. They just didn't necessarily vote for Trump on the top of the ballot. What up, world? Welcome back to another exhilarating episode of the AmeriPodcast. <laughs> episode 129. The election just happened, and we are still waiting for the results. But we are here it's, to it's, calm it's still your anxious minds. Still right, it's still Tuesday, right? Right? Yeah. I know you yeah. said Friday, it's, but it's still Tuesday, right? It's Tuesday uh, number three. Okay, and it's it's a Tuesday in March still right yeah yeah okay it's I just it, it turns to out we're actually we're actually still living in a matrix of repeated days that oh good really started like a year ago but that's a different podcast is that why i see it's bill t- murray every t- day <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep it's 2015 for those of you listening no, no just kidding <laughs> whoa now they're listening in the past whoa, whoa. <laughs> what is happening? because time travel happened Spoiler alert. <laughs> we are back for another exciting episode. Today is Friday, 6.39 p.m., yeah. November 6th, and we have the original crew in the house tonight. All these warm voices to bring comfort to your soul. We have, out in Colorado, socially distant, recording remotely, but virtually together. John Anderson in the Denver metro area. How are you? I'm good. We fucking won. I'm good. <laughs> hey. Knock <laughs> on all the wood. I mean, like, I just, okay. <laughs> all the wood. All the wood. Knock on it. Also in the Denver metro area. John Kelly, how are you today, sir? Oh, just, just great. The last three days definitely haven't been stressful at all. And I'm sure our listeners have just had a breeze as well. So welcome in. I hope that we can maybe uh, massage some of the anxiety that you've been having the past couple of days. Because I know mm. we all have. It's going to be a roller coaster. Assuage. Assage. 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 Great word. Assage. Great word. And out in the Bay Area, our West Coast correspondent, Mr. Tyler Grillo. Sipping on uh, some homemade wine there, I see. How are you? Good. Yeah, some homemade wine, which I had to fill to the brim. Um, I'm like, I'm pr- so I had to swell this barrel. So I, this is what I've been doing, friends, to distract myself from the anxiety of the past few days. And also because fruit waits for no one. It was time to <laughs> it was time to move into the barrel. But I had to swell the barrel. And in order to do that, because it hadn't been used in a year and a half, I had to put in a bathtub with hot water for like two days. And then I thought I had done it correctly, but then when I filled it with all of the wine, it's on the bottom, extremely slowly dripping a little bit oh, out. Oh no! And I'm very worried. It could that could be fine. It could just absorb that wine. We don't know. But these are the things in these days where we have to just move forward because we don't know for sure. It looks like it's gonna be fine. It looks like we're gonna be there, and we're just gonna keep moving forward. And so until then, I had a little bit extra wine that didn't fit in the barrel. So I'm just going to go ahead and sip that. It tastes fine, but it's 15%. Wow. I mean, 
Love the metaphor. I'm 100% for it. Thank you, Kelly. I get it. I love it. Uh, what What's the name of the uh, new brand going to be? Uh, Grillo's Guido Red? Oh. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> well, now that's in the... Now that's in the running, but actually there's a whole thing. We live on 64th street and there's a whole thing with 64th street. Like they made, there's a bunch of kids and they all loved to skateboard. So they all made a 64th street skate club, uh, shirt, uh, like hoodies. There's like a whole 64th street. So it's going to be 64th street wine. Fuck. Yeah. I like that. Sweet. Those, those kids sound like some punks. I like them already. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope this podcast finds you well listeners and that you too are sipping a delightful beverage something to relax your mind or maybe uh tea if that's what that is you know not necessarily alcohol but uh i i know that we're all pretty anxious here waiting the final results uh i know john anderson's already declared us the victor we fucking won it hasn't officially (laughs) been announced yet we're still waiting on georgia as of this recording uh we're still waiting on pennsylvania we're still waiting I, on Nevada. Right. And, you know, it's it's been going on since Tuesday, if you haven't been paying attention. Just a quick recap. You know, a lot of states went Tuesday night, but there was a handful that didn't, that bled into Wednesday, throughout Wednesday, into Thursday, and now into Friday for a variety of different reasons, a lot of which having to do with the mail-in voting system, because we are still in a pandemic in case people have forgotten. And it takes time to count votes. Um, but uh, also, you know, uh, to touch on that real quick, the reason Pennsylvania is taking so goddamn long is because the Republican legislature decided not to pass a bill that would have allowed them to count the mail in ballots before election day because they hate democracy. And so right. now we're stuck in this fucking waiting game of like, oh, we just got 12,000 more votes, and everybody freaks out when their spreadsheet refreshes. And so this is like right. partly a deliberate game from people, right? With and Additionally, wasn't it also Pennsylvania's first year really doing mail-in ballots, aside from absentee? Yeah, it was a lot of states' first times doing that. I think we might be able to get to this. Because of the pandemic. Exactly. And uh, I think we might be able to get to this a little bit later, but I think that might have been one of the reasons why the polls um, missed by about, it looks like, maybe 4% in some states, although we still have to do some analysis on that. Um, we yeah we we don't know and I I remember I've heard from a couple people already this week who've said to me that they're just so pissed off at pollsters about being so wrong on Tuesday night and I was like once the final results come in it's gun in a lot of states it's going to be within that five to six point margin that yeah. was predicted uh, yeah in, at, I, in the polls like, you know um, it's going to be pretty close they weren't that far off. No, um, no, they weren't. For it. some poll literacy for everybody, if you're looking at a poll, there will be a tiny little number that says plus or minus something. The number will probably be five or less. And and that is the margin of error, which means if they predict Biden will get 51 and the margin of error is three, then it could be 54. It could be 48. Right. And so uh, a 4% polling error means that you have a moderately OK poll, basically. It's something that we right. would we would <laughs> we would like incorporate your level into of our confidence knowledge. in terms of statistics is larger than you'd like it to be exactly <laughs> and also I, I heard a really good analogy i think it was from chris hayes who said okay think about it this way if you're in a room with 100 people and 43 of them had on t-shirts and 50 or 47 of them had on t-shirts and and sorry 47 and then 53 
Yeah, no, numbers. Uh, 53, <laughs> uh, 53 of them had on sweatshirts, and then six of the sweatshirt guys left and came back with T-shirts. So now it's 53, 47 the other way. Would you notice? Yeah. Like if you were I'd in definitely that be asking some questions like, where the fuck did you guys all change your shirts? At? <laughs> right. like yeah, notice. if you were really paying attention, you would, for sure. <laughs> right. So uh, let's pretend you but, didn't see them leave and you just like – Came in one day right. and saw that and then came in the next day. So that's a six-point shift. And a six-point shift in American politics is bonkers. That yeah, is an right. insane shift. And so we're not talking about a lot here. And so I think I think a, a lot of people are frustrated with polls. And I think a lot of that has to do with, like, our monkey brains mm-hmm. and, and not, not dealing well with uncertainty uncertain. and statistics and things like that. Rather, Rather you, know, you know, for example, Donald Trump, according to 538, had a 10% chance. And I think a 16% chance is dying in Russian roulette. And how many people listening to this podcast have uh, played Russian roulette? Yeah, so, every day. And I'm still alive. So <laughs> with, with, with real bullets? I've, paid, I've, I've, I've played... I played beer roulette with a cap gun where you spin it around and if and if you pop it then you got to chug your beer. But I know it's a little morbid, but um, what what I will say what we do know up to this point before we get into uh, how we think the rest of the states are going to uh, fall and what we can I think legitimately project um, is we we do know some numbers in terms of the popular vote. Yeah. State by popular state. Vote. And we know popular votes, which is which is great. Um, for you listeners a little inroads into my life i've been so nerdy that i've been getting up at 5 30 or 6 o'clock every morning and tallying all of the national vote every day because i can't sleep and then emailing it to the rest of us so i wake up and kelly's like hey everybody here's it i'm like nerd alert nerd (laughs) alert (laughs) but i mean what's what's cool about it is that we've already seen record voting it's much more than it was in 2016 i mean uh, on both sides donald trump got more Uh, votes than he got in 2016 which is scary we should talk about that but just and he's losing and he got more votes than he got in 2016 right so yeah so what we're looking at in terms of about six o'clock mountain right on friday is biden with about 74 million votes and Donald Trump with about 70 million votes, which is uh, in total about one, one and a half, 1.6 million votes more than it was in 2016. And Trump has outpaced his vote total by about 7 million votes. And Biden has outpaced Hillary by about eight and a half million votes. So, I mean, I got to hand it to us. Democracy is increasing, which is great. You know, with a lot of potential voter suppression that could have happened in this election, uh, no matter what the outcome is, tip your hat that a lot of people went out and tried to make their voice heard, which is important. And listen, when I saw in Nevada that there was a bunch of right-wing protesters being like, count all the votes, I was like, yes, yes. Count all we the could votes. agree on that. I was like, we, we can account it now. I, I have a feeling that they thought that was going to flip and that maybe they will change their slogans. But it was interesting to see that narrative in different states being brought about. You know, I mean, you know, in California, people are like, count all the votes. And it doesn't, it's like, well, that's yes, yes, but like it's still <laughs> going to be blue. You know, it's not going to shift anything. But I'm like, I don't know what page y'all are on in Nevada, but like I am with you. Even though Alex Jones showed up to your protest, which is weird. 
Alex I mean, Jones was, still, was on was... fucking Joe Rogan the other day. Like, what are we like? Get the fuck out of here. Just side yeah. note. Well, Joe Rogan. Just it, inter- it, and interestingly enough, since Alex Jones was kicked off of Spotify and then um, Joe Rogan signed a big deal with him, whether or not they're yeah. going to take his podcast off or not. But it's interesting. I mean, Biden got over uh, currently has over eight million votes in California and Trump has over four million votes in California. There's more votes, Republican votes for Trump in California than there is for like seven or eight states yeah. <laughs> where he's actually won an electoral That's college. That's a really good <laughs> argument to get rid of the fucking electoral college because it's like those four million Republicans in California basically matter zero percent to national politicians and that's bad because when your state's on fire it would be nice if people cared about four million of california citizens so maybe we should get rid of the electoral college so people matter more absolutely and so just another so kelly thank you for that breakdown and then just so i think that we may not want to talk about necessarily the very very detailed we're at this moment because by the time this podcast goes out knowing how this is shifting things will probably have shifted but just for context where we're at right now is that pennsylvania you know is being one uh, uh biden is leading and it looks very likely that he's going to win in pennsylvania in fact some places such as vox have already called the election saying nate silver has too. nate silver has too, right because they're like pennsylvania it's not it's not coming back it's it's too far gone even with the provisional ballots and the overseas ballots it's well, not it, right and they're also taking in the fact that biden's likely to win uh arizona and nevada right which that puts him at 270 as long as wisconsin and michigan stands well if, which with, is well, wisconsin and michigan point. stays he doesn't only pennsylvania he doesn't even need arizona and nevada for that if if yeah there's <laughs> multiple pathways for there's multiple win, but that's is, why yeah. that's why it's so certain right and then and then you have um nevada and arizona which look like they're likely going to go blue very interesting small side note that like this shift blue from nevada and arizona don't know if this is actually doing anything but i'm just gonna it's a very deep cut for those of you for something who want to watch for the future so there's some really intense taxation laws in california um around um ipos and um uh, like tech companies going public in which you basically get tax double. I won't go into all the details about that, but I, but a lot of people in tech have started to either buy second homes or actually relocate in the time of COVID to Nevada or Arizona because the taxes are lower. And, right. and those are all people from like the Bay Area, like liberal people. And I'm really curious about if that has been part of the shifting demographics. Obviously, you also have the growing Latinx population for sure. But I'm also curious about like like Nevada, like what? But like people are using that as a tax haven and then having, even if they're not there, staying their primary residences there, even if it really is not necessarily because of that's where then they get their taxes. Super side note that I'm curious about, like, is that a random weird thing that's happening? Can I can I side note your side note? Real yeah, quick? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in Arizona, another interesting thing about kind of like shifting demographic, well, sort of shifting demographics, um, I guess gem- demographics generally, is if you overlay their county map of uh, red versus blue counties and where the tribal regions are in Arizona, they almost are exactly the same. Hmm. where every tribal area plus the metropolitan area of phoenix is blue and then everything else is red yeah so i don't know what the absolute numbers are there but it's uh it's it's a very interesting looking map that i would encourage people to go check out well you look at the house races in both arizona and new mexico and they're electing 
Native women. Yeah. Native American right. women in both yeah. states, which yeah. is fantastic. Low-key to bring this back to the presidential election, I think that that's one reason why you're going to see Republicans be very lukewarm about Donald Trump's ability to uh, implement a coup is because they have uh, be, they've they've got the Democrats to a stalemate in the Senate and they actually picked up House seats. And so right. if you go after the vote, you actually probably hurt Republicans. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's actually, it's actually very interesting. And I think that comes back to what's happening with the popular vote. You look at it and probably Republicans were voting at the time. You talk moderate Republicans. We're talking like we've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks and the last couple of months about like Project Lincoln. Right. And those are Republicans who are pissed off that Trump is elected and yeah. that he sits in the House of Power while he is doing some of the things that he's doing. So I can see a lot of those guys and, and, and women who are kind of those types of Republicans voting Trump out, voting for Biden, yep. and then it's still Republican down the ballot. And that's yeah. why yep. you still see a lot of House seats changing because there's a lot of increased Republican voting in a right. lot of places. Right. They just didn't necessarily vote for Trump on the top of the ballot. Right. Yep. I mean, half of them did, which is concerning to me. That's I did not expect him to get this much support. It's very concerning, very concerning. that he got like more human beings looked around after the last four years and went, let's do four more years of this. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. It's and super that's concerning. a problem. It's going to be a bit like if you can donate to the runoff in Georgia, even mm -hmm. better, Georgia doesn't have a residency requirement. And so if you're oh. happening to be moving soon, maybe uh, think about going to Georgia for maybe at least a little while. Uh, so but yeah, maybe. Think about, think about it. Think about it. We're all going to Georgia. Everybody that, that gets in a legal category of voting in two states, potentially. Ah, right. Well, you know what? Oh, don't ruin that, my Because I'm not facts. sure how it works in a runoff, but we don't want to uh, suggest voter fraud on this. No, podcast. not about that. Now, no. brief summary is just that, yes, Georgia is very, very close in this moment. It appears that Biden is going to win by a few thousand votes. Maybe there's definitely going to be a recount, though, for fucking sure. It, they've already said they've already announced it. Yeah, they already, gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, they've already declared it. North Carolina is the other one um, that is uncalled, but it's very, very likely that that's going to go for uh, Trump. So, um, right. and, that's, and that's based off of that they have uh, voting requirements where they can still get postmarked ballots up until yeah. the 12th right. yeah. of right. this month. Right. Um, right, right, right still right. count them. Yeah. If, if the election ended tonight, right now, Biden would have 306 electoral votes. Stop yeah. the which, count. Oh, yeah, stop, stop the, the count. count. Stop <laughs> the <laughs> count. Oh, wait. Ex except for in those states where I'm close, then count again. Count again. I watched Trump's uh, the night of, like, whatever, like, my time. It was, like, midnight or, like, a little past midnight. And then Holy I, shit, I'm just, you watched that? Yeah, because I was awake and I was like, you know what? This is going to be the last thing I'm going to cap this, which would not a great way to go right before you go to sleep. But um, I will say that and then I've just like not watched the rest of the shit, but I watched it and it was so wild to watch that fucking exactly what you're saying. Like what you're what you're mocking, Kelly, that fucking thing where he's like, stop the counting. Arizona, though, you know, there's some votes going like, let's keep counting there. He like literally and I was like, you like that is the wildest mental gymnastics, bro. Like where you're like, I mean, like I, it, it, it was so blatant, like stop the counting where I might lose and keep counting where I might win. It was so blatant that it was like, it was almost like a joke. And honestly, if you start looking at, you know, I mean, fucking Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro was like, why is he, why is he calling victory? That's ridiculous. 
you know, mm-hmm. and and this good. and <laughs> I know even Ben Shapiro, right? And that is and good, yeah. yeah. And and you know what? Like the whole voter fraud thing. After all the talk, I think it's really interesting that we see that um, as of now, at least again, when we're recording. There are always instances you can always handpick anecdotes. You know, you will we will all see anecdotes in the news for sure. I've seen some anecdotes of like this person died and something. Of course, there's always going to be those incidents, but we have seen no evidence of widespread voter fraud. We have also seen no evidence of like of widespread attempting to suppress the vote in terms of like people on the ground, like we feared was going to happen. Like, of course, gerrymandering and all of the, like, trying to toss out votes or you can't, all of that voter suppression for sure. But in terms of, like, people trying to intimidate people to vote uh, at the polls, we didn't see that. That's actually, that's actually a good point. That's a good point. You haven't seen a whole lot. What you've seen, you've seen protests and counter protests based on what exit poll numbers and what right. states have announced in terms of ballots that have been counted, but not necessarily people standing physically at the ballot themselves. Right. Um and I which, think um, this brings up something that uh, a point I want to make, which is I I appreciate the which apparently the TV networks are the referees now, yeah. um, which wow. is like maybe we should revisit that after the election. But um, fifth branch, baby. I, yep. But I appreciate uh, the fact that they are being cautious with this. But my understanding of the math is that it was callable by normal election standards already. And I'm very concerned that the uncertainty is giving Trump room to maneuver. And we, and so that's why I'm coming out and saying we fucking won because by all reasonable standards, it seems like we won and we need to, we, we like, I saw some of the project Lincoln folks being like Democrats. What? Like you need to celebrate. It's important that you do because that projects a narrative that then becomes reality in the future. And right. so I like I think that it is important that we are cautious, but that we also don't let 2016 get too much into our heads. Yeah. We're gonna fucking win this. We're gonna right. win. It. Oh yeah, yeah. I hundred percent agree with you, John. I hundred percent agree with you. And I, I didn't want to come out and like just start the celebration horn the way it is because there are some small possibilities right that trump could still win this but they are small and they're getting smaller as the hours tick by they're getting smaller and 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 you already see what he's starting to do and i I think it's a good transition into you know what's going to likely happen over the next few days over the next few weeks possibly and potentially drag out over the next couple months is that he is going to challenge States where he didn't get his way, or it was close enough, the margins were close enough, where he might be able to make some types of unsubstantiated fraud claims. So uh, maybe there's a couple ways that Trump can go about right challenging the different states, and the kind of couple clear ways that he can do it. One is demanding recounts or paying for recounts. Um, so like, and that's fine. In Wisconsin, in that, Wisconsin, he has to pay for a recount. Right, which is he doesn't great. have the money though. Doesn't have the money. Not to mention that if you're, if any of you out there are going to donate to Trump to get votes recounted in Wisconsin, he's going to use parts of that to pay off his debt from his campaign 50%. anyway. Oh my God, that is what I would do if I was him and being evil. Oh my God, I would totally <laughs> yeah, try right? to get yeah. people to stealing oh, from his supporters as he's going yes. out the door. What a douchebag! Yes, yeah. that's some fucking uh, Steve Bannon shit right there. Get it, bro. 
That is the most on-brand shit ever. Yep. Uh. So, so that's number one, right, is, is recounts, where potentially there are ballots that might change or there might get some that get thrown out, right? Sure. That's the hope. Um, the other is legally challenging them, which is a much murkier water because there's a couple different ways you could try to do it. He tried to do it already in Michigan by saying that they needed greater access to, to places where ballots are being counted. He's trying to pull that same thing in Pennsylvania, um, where they're, they're claiming that they're not close enough to how the ballots are being counted for them to really see what's happening when people are making their decisions, which right. I get it is fair. You're supposed to have equal access. And However, they won that, and they went from 25 I mean, feet to I 6 mean, they feet. Wanted, right. they, they wanted like the distance to be moved from 10 feet to 6 feet for their ballot spotters, which right. is like ridiculous. But. but they're trying anything they can. They're trying anything they can. There's, there's a narrative in Pennsylvania that there's a section of ballots that were unconstitutionally pushed forward by the state's Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, which is ridiculous because the state Supreme Court and make decisions like that about how the state runs their own voting process. <laughs> so that one will probably fall flat. Uh, so it looks like the access thing is probably the biggest way to do it, unless they come out with some kind of way to really point to fraud and a potential fraud happening. The legal claims are likely going to fall short, and it won't make it up to the Supreme Court level type of discussion like you might have a step in from the supreme court like what happened in 2000 with bush v gore so it's it's unlikely but it's still possible i think the thing to watch is uh what bill barr does so far he has done nothing which is interesting uh which is anger because he's a coward well he i it's exactly what he should do he should do nothing yeah he's doing the right thing currently i think what he's doing is he's waiting to see how the board is set and what the most favorable moves are going to be and so you know if by some miracle nevada and arizona go red and georgia goes red and then it comes down to pennsylvania and pennsylvania is super close then we might be in trouble but that's where we get to well if we don't if they somehow get at pennsylvania we have nevada and Arizona and Georgia, and we have to win two out of three of those, and we're well ahead in two of the three of them. So, you know, I think the thing to watch for people, like almost all of, I would say a a vast majority of the lawsuits that the Trump campaign or people on behalf of the Trump campaign have filed thus far have been either rejected or thrown out. Uh, I I should say ruled against or, or just plainly thrown out. Uh, Bill Barr will not act unless he thinks that he can, I think, have a, a reasonable chance of, quote, winning. So that's the right. thing yeah, to watch. Exactly. And I, that's and that's the presentable fraud thing, really. Yeah, they have totally. to have I, I don't think he acts unless he really can point to something and say in this state, because it has to be then a federal government lawsuit against the state uh-huh. for wrongdoing yeah. basically yeah, yeah, yeah. right there's there's two ways that it could happen either it's trump suing as an, an individual citizen or it's bill barr stepping in as the federal government on behalf of trump yeah. basically doing so there's there's both of those and and probably the uh private person like if these ended up becoming cases that you would see and have to study for law in the future it would likely be trump versus michigan right trump versus georgia trump versus arizona it wouldn't be the united states versus michigan unless Barr steps in Um, and that that second thing is much more concerning um less likely but more concerning for sure i will get 
if 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 Bar steps in, I will probably retract my we fucking won to we won. Uh, but you know, so far, I really think that we're gonna get Michigan, Arizona, and Nevada, and then it, there's gonna be too many pathways to winning, and, yeah. and they're not gonna be able to pull yeah. it out. And um, yeah. and like, and it looks I, like we're gonna win Georgia too. So yeah, we can add their yeah. hell yeah, Georgia, yeah. The, hell, Yo, yeah, the Georgia. ATL. Uh, hell yeah, Stacey Abrams, yeah, Stacey Abrams, the fucking ATL coming through, and also Philly, obviously coming through hard. Uh, so George Lewis from the Graves. John Lewis is. I, so there's a video going around right now that uh, recounts the, uh, or is a parody on the final Avengers battle, and uh, when John Lewis as Ant Man pops out of the building, I legitimately cried. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm a fucking sap for politics. <laughs> That's fucking <what I'm> <laughs> well, the thing. I. I did watch it this afternoon, and I will say uh, I liked the majority of it. Uh, was a little surprised that Elon Musk was included of it. Yeah, in, okay. C- considering he is a Trump guy, and then then he was an Andrew Yang guy, and then he ended up on Kanye's team by the end. Yeah, uh, I think it's just he because, just wants he, to be liked. Yes, that's he all. would be he on Kanye's team. Liked. That makes sense. It makes sense that he. Would I be think on it's Kanye. just because of it, like Iron Man. I guess. And oh, so, right. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, get out of here. Like Elon Musk. Yeah, I agree. That That is a very strong criticism you can make of that video Elon, and they should edit that shit out. Elon that's, Musk is a super nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk needs to actually do a bunch of drugs and then like figure out his drug of choice. Like right now he's just like marijuana. I'm chill. Cocaine. I'm fucking crazy. LSD. We don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm just like, just do all the drugs, Elon. And then like find your like mix and then like come back to us. Like, but just like, go, like go away and do that by yourself. Uh, yeah. Go, don't do go to Portland Twitter. for a little while. Hang out. They just legalized everything in small doses. Right. You can figure it out hey, for yourself. That's a, such a good explanation of his Twitter account, by the way. <laughs> yeah, just... no shit. Oh I God. really think it's Amazing. fucking real. Uh, we will have a great, I mean, we have so much talk about all the places that legalize marijuana and also some places like psilocybin and stuff. Like, w- this will be another great podcast we will have because there's a lot of down ballot stuff that is like pretty wild and also like all the other races. Then it races. Can I tell you my. F- can I tell you my favorite fun fact about voting yes. this year with like weird shit? Uh, more people in Colorado voted for wolves than Donald Trump. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank God. God bless America. Although there's a whole thing about that. 2020, about... bring on the wolves. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we don't want predators here, but we're okay with the wolves. Yeah, yeah, but they... <laughs> that's good. That's good. There's a whole thing, of course, about that about ranchers and people not understanding. Anyways, I like wolves too, but that's. A longer conversation uh i just want to go back because i think it may be a good thing to to start our close maybe on is that i do think it's important that the biden campaign declare victory soon and there's some talk that they may do it tonight and i think that's really important it does sound like they're putting they are moving on the transition plan and the transition team very quickly i've heard a little bit about that or read, read a little bit about that and I hope that also something about the transition. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, they have now designated um, where Joe Biden is as national air defense. They have air defense assets over him uh-huh. and the Secret Service sent additional agents, which they typically do after declaring a candidate as president. So like yeah. the bureaucracy has begun to transition to Biden. Also, it sounds like uh, Esper, the DOD head, might get fired. And one of the reasons why he might get fired is because the DOD is starting a transition as well. Wow. So the civil right. service is operating the way we would hope it would operate. Sorry to interrupt. 
No, Which is great news because one of my lead concerns is touching back on one of your comments earlier, Tyler, about Trump's rhetoric, is that at this point, half the country voted for him, and a chunk of them is uh, motivated enough to organize and rally. We've witnessed that. And a lot of them are armed. And so my concern is just like, and, and this is good to hear, John, that the bureaucracy is moving forward in that direction because it will hopefully uh, help calm, bring some calm and then also quell or uh, bring justice to any kind of weird, strange uprising or militant organizing in favor of Trump due to his rhetoric and his children's rhetoric. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Blake. That's, that's the concern over the next few months right? Is that no matter what happens in the next couple of weeks with the legal challenges and the recounts, um, some of which could take a little bit of time to get through. For sure. Um, for sure. But, you know, is that violence is going to continue on the upswing and then he's not going to step aside no matter what, <laughs> right? They either got to drag him out of the White House or <laughs> basically, you know, something like that. I think we that's saw, the biggest concern. You know, we saw a report it, today that they were gonna that he's telling Close is that the Secret Service is gonna have to drag him out of the White House, and I think half of America, well, seventy five million Americans and counting, went great. Yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and the and the other half are potentially going good. Don't leave until we're sure that you've actually lost because we right. don't believe you lost. Right. You know. Well, yeah. and what's funny right. is you know if you look starts. at the, if you look at the numbers, about a half of America voted. About a half of America voted. Right. For looking at these numbers, if you know, if 70 million, 74 million, and we have 300 million people, so that's that's about half America. Yep. What is the other half doing now? I know that there are, there are many things in part of that, but I think the other half. Just, some of them are children. Some of them are children. Good point, Kelly. Uh, <laughs> and then there's, the, a, there's, a, there's not 300 million adults. adults. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, well, even the adults aren't but adults. The, so. The few million people who didn't vote, right, in an election like this, like there are many reasons why people don't vote, right? But but there's also mm -hmm. just like some people who are just too caught up in their daily lives because they are just trying to make ends meet and many other things. And like they just don't want the cages to be rattled. Right. So like they're on the side of like, just just let the next president, whoever that is, fucking be president. I don't care. Right. And those are the mm -hmm. types of people where it's like in this transition of power where it's like th that there is support there. of They don't give a shit who it is. They just don't want us to descend into civil war. And I fucking feel that, you know, I don't want that either. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I feel hopeful that people will, you know, in the bureaucracy, even though there's so much we can say about how fucked up all the systems are. And of course all that is true, but like, I just hope that we can move from this place because we do not want, we do not want widespread violence. And there's many scenarios in which this could happen, but it appears, I mean, even looking at conservative news, Rush Limbaugh is like Biden won. Right. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and that is the type of thing that we need right now. We, which fucking weird to say, but I'm like, cool. If all those people yeah, who listen like to Rush Limbaugh. Fox News called Arizona yeah. on like Wednesday night and yeah. the Times still hasn't done it. It's crazy. Yeah, like, that's crazy. It's, yeah. It's, like yep. Nate Silver was all over them for a couple of days about it. He was like, yep. he, I think may have started saying today only that, um, we should call Arizona. And so, but I mean, like number one, I just have lots of schadenfreude about that. Yeah. But, 
you know, like uh, it also, I think credit to some people over at Fox, like their, their polling operation is super legit. Like you should trust any Fox news poll that you get, not the stupid, like click on this on the internet webpage, but they're like legitimate. (laughs) 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 If it says like Fox news polls, it's a legitimately good nonpartisan organization, like math based organization. And their, their decision desk also is a professional organization. That is a bunch of agreed. Agreed. And they actually do a pretty good job of polling on both sides. Yeah. yeah, that's um, what. It, yeah, as, 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 as a major as as a major news source, and I mean, I think honestly, when you look at it, and I I hate to bring back the polls again because I don't really want to talk about the polls too much more, but you Never look at it with, the, with Fox News, and you look at it with like the New York Times and CNN was pretty close, and the Washington Post were pretty close. The professionals that do it are all pretty close. It's all it's very a very small window that they're yeah. looking at yeah. in terms of the percentage points right it might be off by a percentage point on one side or the other maybe two or three in some extreme cases but they're all pretty close um well and there seems to be like certain like colorado's polling was pretty much spot on but some states really missed um so there's like some nuances there i think that maybe the one interesting thing you can say about the polls to bring in 2016 too is they seem to miss in the same direction when donald trump is involved and that's interesting. Mm. And so, like, maybe there's some things we need to be investigating there as far as methodology goes. But also, it was a fucking pandemic, and, like, there were tons of mail-in voting, and so that's extremely hard to poll when it's not an election day, but it's an election season over the course of weeks. So I think everybody, let's just settle down on the polls. Like, everybody yeah, yeah. calm down. Settle on the yeah. polls. I think, I think it... It comes down to, you know, what a lot of people are saying on both sides, which is that got to let the process play out. Got to let the votes be counted. Right. And if they have to recount them, recount them. But the process works and in almost almost 100 percent of the time, there's not going to be fraud. And you just got to let the polling places do their thing. Got to let the ballot counters do their thing. And, you know, I think at least the four of us agree that it's looking very good for Biden currently. Yeah. And if, um, and if and if you don't know how long it can take, just look at our history. There's a couple hundred years worth of polling and election data for you to, uh, you know, glance through and, and get listen, an idea of the process. Listen, there's been some things where they're like, what the, the and people are asking questions. I'm like, great. Ask questions about how votes are counted. Ask questions about how democracy actually functions. Like, if you, <laughs> yeah. like, please, like, I would love if more yeah. people were interested in that. Like, this whole thing where they're like, railing they're like asking like the pa uh or, or uh, the pennsylvania uh attorney general these questions I'm like yes ask those yeah. motherfucking questions because let us all become more informed about how this process actually works logistically yeah i one of the things that's made me optimistic and one of the things i was kind of clinging to um was that uh we i like a, a lot of young people i know were more engaged in this election than ever. And like people who I kind of lost contact with and then um, regained contact. And like, I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) like the last time I talked to you, you didn't know anything about politics. And now you're like posting about like, you know, voter registration dates every day. Yeah. And I'm like, Holy shit. And so um, I am so proud of like, okay, I'll say this in that, in that, 
in that sappy to me video with the fucking Avengers, one of the things that sticks out to me is that uh, Trump said in 2016, I alone will fix this. And his followers have this like dear leader mentality of the leader will fix things. It's hierarchical, patriarchal, yada, yada. And the thing with with the Avengers video was you had all of these characters coming together. Like you had all of his primary opponents were were in that video. And that's unusual, frankly, to have them come in and not only help, but be really valuable surrogates. Like Pete Buttigieg was a fucking star because he went on Fox News and just threw down fucking truth to them. Right. Yeah. And so that was great. Oh, it was – it's the bet. That was one of my favorite things to do up, leading up to the election was just watch Pete Buttigieg just tell truth <laughs> on fucking Fox News. It was, and then watch the watch the anchors' reactions to that and, and like hear the producer <laughs> screaming in their ears to shut him up. Cut him off. Cut him off. Cut him off. Go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. Fucking the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I am just so – proud to be part of a group of people that all got together if you were a primary candidate or if you were literally just could give five dollars and you went to a protest and you talked to your crazy uncle and your cousins about registering and it would it is gonna be close in a lot of states and so like if you did something in georgia you made a ridiculously huge difference in this election Mm, mm, a gigantic mm, difference and so 100 Everybody listening to this, I just want you – I'm assuming that you're voting, you voted for Biden. You worked for Biden. Uh, if you didn't, I'm glad that you engaged in the process. Uh, and, and I am just – like I want everybody to feel really good. And you made a fucking difference. And oh, yeah. it really, really fucking mattered. And, and the fight ain't you over did, yet. You, you, you did the – one thing that we're allowed to do in this country that you're not allowed to do in a lot of other countries around the world. It is the most important right and mm-hmm. privilege that we have in this country is that we're allowed to make our voices heard. And so it is, it is extremely important. And I'm, I'm well, so impressed But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so impressed by the numbers and the people that have been out, uh, you know, on both sides, we can have disagreements all we want, but people went out and made their voice heard. And that's so yeah. important. So we all worked really hard at this, like really, and really maybe, hard. We're all in this together. Maybe for once, <laughs> yeah. the left that always infights and divides. Maybe for once, we were able to come together, and maybe we can learn a lesson from that. For once, we didn't eat our own young, and that well, was for once. turns out pretty fucking important. So, everybody who is listening to this, please. Pour yourself a cocktail of choice, alcoholic or non, whatever you do, and relish in this celebration. Really, really, you have to internalize it. It's very important how awesome this was. And then, and then, donate to the Georgia uh, uh, runoff elections. And then get out your 2022 maps, because guess who's up in 2022? Motherfucking Marco Rubio. And Marco Rubio, we're coming for your shit. (laughs) Everybody be fucking one. Godspeed.
Yeah. That was, that was a hot ending. Yep. I will also say this wine is producing a great buzz.